What is up, you gorgeous, fabulous creatures, and welcome to a brand new episode of the all new Losing It podcast with Kylie Pax, Australia's emotional eating coach. I am thrilled and delighted to have you here as always. I am, you're going to think, what the hell is this woman doing? I have rebranded this damn podcast so many times, like it's it's getting a little ridiculous. However, I promise you, this is the final and last time. I swear this is the last time. And I feel like um, the podcast gods are not smiling down on me today. It is, I'm filming during the middle of a thunderstorm, or I'm recording this in the middle of a thunderstorm. Like, so you may hear the rain and the thunder. I've got the air conditioner on to try and like heat up the room. It's freezing cold here down under at the moment, but I'm not going to let this stop me. Let me tell you a little bit about what prompted this rebrand, I swear, final, final time, and how it's going to make your life more amazing moving forward. Now, I have my little helper here with me today. The gorgeous little Miss Molly is sitting on my lap, my little fur baby. She's scared of the thunder, so she's going to be joining us and like shaking her little tail from from time to time, just in agreeance with all the things that we're saying. So let me dive in. I just want to give you a little bit of a background as to why I had to change the name again. I think we started out originally as Ditch the Diet with Kylie Pax. Then we went to... I think we left that one in the dust and went to No BS Weight Loss Coach podcast. Did we do that? Then we changed to F the Scale podcast. I swear. Fifth and is this fourth? Fourth or fifth? I can't even count. Fourth and final time. There were reasons that we that I changed. Like initially, Ditch the Diet is just such an old, it was my flagship program originally when I first started coaching. It was um, it was the only thing that I really had to run with at the time. So why am I changing the name? Let me put it to you like this. I feel like the names that I've had in the past have been okay, but I can't use F the Scale and I will be telling you why shortly. That's coming up next week. Bitches, that's coming up next week. But I cannot use the name after scale anymore. However, the name losing it has always been on my heart. That's what I really wanted to name the podcast. And I just, I don't know why the hell I didn't go with that to start with. But I feel like it's so relevant and descriptive to exactly what we go through as women when we're trying to lose weight. Yes, we're trying to lose the weight, but we also feel like we're losing our fucking mind half the time because it is such a challenge and it does feel like an all-consuming passion or event or project that we're constantly fucking working on. And that is why I wanted to choose that name. So I put the vote out on my Instagram stories. I'm like, what do you think of this name? What do you think of the name losing it? This is what I want to change it to. And I put the little image up there and everybody was like, love, 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 love. I'm like, ding, ding, ding. We're running with this one, honeys. This is what we're running with. So for everybody that has been sharing, tagging, again, I thank you so much in a thousand different ways for your love and your support and getting behind this cause that I'm so passionate about. I am so fucking tired of women putting their life on hold until they can quote unquote lose weight. I'll be happy when I lose that, when I lose the weight. When I lose this weight, then I can. You are all suffering. I'm just going to say it out loud now. You're all suffering from when then syndrome. When I lose the weight, then I can be happy. When I lose the weight, then I can wear jeans. When I lose the weight, then I can go on that holiday. When I lose the weight, then I can change my job, get a partner, leave my partner. Whatever the hell story it is that you're telling yourself, I promise you it's fucking bullshit. You see, 
I start getting so excited, I can't even take a breath. I swear to you, when then stories are always bullshit stories. They're right up there with it, this, that, or they stories. Oh, honey, this is not even what I was going to talk to you about today. I, I, will, I will go to what I was going to talk to you about momentarily. However, let's just park it here for a second. It, this, that, or they stories are also bullshit stories that hold you back from weight loss. They sound like this. If it wasn't for this situation over here, then I could lose weight and be happy. If it wasn't for that situation over there, then I could lose weight and be happy. If it wasn't for them, if it wasn't for this, if it wasn't for that, you are placing some, what, listen, let's just be fucking real, shall we? You are taking the responsibility for your own life and your own happiness and you're palming it off onto an it, this, that, or they it's their fault. It's their fault that I can't be happy. It's their fault because they keep bringing food into the house. It's their fault because they don't support me in my weight loss. It's their fault because they make fun of me and have jabs at me and say that I'm fat and overweight and that's why I just can't get my shit together with food. I'm just calling bullshit. Quite Listen, I'm just going to say how it fucking well is. I'm calling bullshit. That is complete garbage. You always have full ownership and full autonomy over the choices that you make in your life. Are you really going to sit back there and tell me that because somebody got some say about your body, that that is a reason why you, you have to put donuts in your mouth? Fuck that shit. I lived in it, this, that or they land for so long. I used to put the responsibility for the foods that I ate onto my husband when I was married. I would be like, I can't control myself around this food. You need to hide it from me. It was chocolate. It was always chocolate. I can't control myself around chocolate. You need to hide this food from me. So he did. Like, you know, he supported me in my insanity and he would hide the chocolate. Well, the minute the man left the house, do you think I was like, all good and fine? No. No, I was not. I was searching cupboards. I was out in the garage. I was in the shed. I was like looking through cars. I was like pulling apart drawers, dismantling furniture. Where did he hide it? And then I'll get really shitty and I would actually call him like, where the fuck did you hide that chocolate? And he'd be like, you told me not to tell you where the chocolate is. I said, you better fucking tell me where it is right now. You're going to cop it backhander. So, of course, they give in because, you know, they love you and they think, they think that you're going to be okay now so you can have the chocolate. Well, do you think I was thanking him after I got that chocolate? No, nah, no, nah, I was not. I was pissed off. I was pissed off with myself because I ate it, but I couldn't accept that responsibility for myself. So I'll go to him. I'd be like, I can't believe that you let me have that chocolate. This is your fault. It's your fault that I ate it. Do you hear this silence? I'm just taking a deep breath. What fucking bullshit. Did the man strap me down and plow food into my mouth? No. Did the man keep me a prisoner in a cupboard and all I could eat for 14 days was a little drips of chocolate that he would give me? No. No. It's bullshit. You telling yourself that it, this, that or they are responsible and the reason why you can't lose your weight is not going to fly anymore from this day forward, honey. 
So now that we have that out the way, shall we actually launch into the topic of today's podcast? I have been getting messages, I get these messages periodically, but I got another one yesterday. I put out a question box on my Insta and I was like, you know, ask, listen guys, ask me anything, anything that you fabulous people want to know, ask me. And one of the questions that comes through regularly all the time came through again was, how do I handle my eating when I have clinical or diagnosed depression? And I thought this is something that needs to be addressed because I, in case you don't know, I have been diagnosed with depression, anxiety disorder, uh, probably, I don't know, seven years ago now, six, seven years ago. And yes, I do take medication for it. And I'm not ashamed to say it. I do because I, I fucking need it. It, it, first of all, it runs in my family. Both of my parents have dealt with depression and were on antidepressants for years. I know that my grandmother before was before the, my mum like was also uh, diagnosed with depression. And here's the hilarious fact: back in those days, there wasn't antidepressants, and th- you know, it wasn't an accepted or proper medical term yet. It just wasn't something that could be treated in any way. And when my grandmother was deeply depressed and she went to the doctor about it, his solution was have another baby. <laughs> like that's not going to add more stress and depression, and anxiety to your life. But she did. And that's how my mother came to be. Short side note there. Anyway, let's regroup, shall we? How do you handle your eating when you have a depressive nature episode or you're just feeling generally down and a little like shit. I have what I would refer to as a depression protocol. I have created a protocol for my depression because there will be days when I just feel like I can't function. However, for me, it doesn't just pop up for a day or two and then just, you know, whisk off into the sunset. No, the depression that I deal with is much more, it sort of sets in for a period of time. And I feel like that's, for many of us, that's very common. It doesn't just drop by for an hour or two. That would be called just feeling sad. No, depression is more, in my experience, you feel this inexplicable state of depression. You feel down and very often, some, well, sometimes, and most often for me, there was no There was no explanation for it. There was no trigger. Now, most recently, I did have a very tough time, probably for the last seven to 10 days. It really hit me hard. However, I knew the exact trigger. There's been extreme stress going on, BTS, in my life with, I've spoken about this before, with an individual that I have found to be highly unamenable (laughs) and just causing me, when I say talk about it, this, that, or they, they... (laughs) have been the instigator of a lot of stress in my life. Now, we know to be, if we're going to be brutally honest, they, quote unquote, haven't done nothing. (laughs) They haven't caused stress. They have done things and said words and taken actions. My mind has interpreted those things as highly stressful, fearful, threatening (laughs) scenarios. And I have, I have. And it's really, I stayed very strong for, well, years with this now, most recently over the the first six months of this year. However, now as we hit the six month mark of this year, I feel like 
the events have broken me. Like I can't, I can't fight anymore. I can't stay strong. I, I just feel like it broke me. And that's not to say it's true. None of that is true. I'm not broken. I'm fucking fabulous and awesome. You can see now I'm starting to come back out the other side of it. But it's it's not. None of that is true. That is, again, a story that I'm telling myself. And if it's a story that you're telling yourself, that means it is optional. It's not a fact. Very few things in our life are actually facts. So gravity is a fact. You can't argue with gravity. <laughs> It's going to prove itself correct whether you believe it or not. But most other things like they said something that hurt my feelings, they are causing me stress. No, fucking they are doing nothing. They're just living their life, doing things, saying things. It may have an impact upon your world to some degree, but how you interpret that impact and the thoughts and the stories that you tell yourself about it will be entirely up to you. So my depression protocol is very simple. You know me. Over the past few months, I was unstoppable at the gym. I was going to shop at that fucking gym, whether like rail, sleet, hail, it didn't matter. Rail? Did I actually say rail? Rain, hail, sleet, it doesn't matter. I was going to get my booty to the gym. And when I am extremely in a state of, an extreme state of depression, I don't push myself, I assess myself. Is it going to be beneficial for me to go there? Because sometimes, you know, the experts all say, and exercise helps so much. But sometimes I just really couldn't even get out of bed, let alone fucking go to to the gym. Like, what the fuck is that? Do you know what I mean? You've got to listen to your body and your needs. Now, I have, we've talked about this before in multiple episodes, I have what I call a baseline for my behaviors. What a baseline behaviors are, they are a set of behaviors that I have chosen consciously that I will not sink below. So my baseline behaviors for my depression days are I don't just fucking order Domino's and sit and watch Netflix all day long and eat my face off. Like that is simply a non-negotiable. That will not happen. That if I chose to do it, I can do it. Of course I can. But that would be me living below my baseline and I don't enjoy it there. You know, we've all been below baseline. It feels like shit. You know when you overeat at night and then you regret it so badly and you promise yourself tomorrow will be different? That's you below your baseline. You may not have consciously set baseline behaviors for yourself, but when you feel like absolute shit about the way you've conducted yourself, you've been so far below baseline. It's embarrassing. And that's that's what it would be like if I decided to just sit around and eat all day. At my stage where I am in my journey with weight loss and emotional eating and knowing the eating codes to the degree that I do, which, hello, if you haven't got them yet, kyliepacks.com forward slash free course, I give you all of my five eating codes that I use to lose 20 kilos for free. Head on over there now. I no longer feel even the temptation to sit around and just eat all day long like I would have maybe just a few years ago. That's not an issue for me anymore. But still, motivation is always going to be an issue when you're feeling depressed. Like wanting to make good nutritious choices is an issue when you're feeling depressed. Plus, it's so dark and cold and hideous, the weather here, that I didn't want my usual sort of nutritious salad and all the things. That, and it's delicious. I'm not sitting around eating lettuce leaves. My salads are fucking awesome, right? They kick ass. Anybody would love them, but I just didn't even want that. I just wanted maybe a little bit of soup, 
just something a bit warm to nourish my, yes, to nourish my body, but also to really nourish my soul. If I didn't do that, then I was going to for sure for sure, eat too much chocolate. That's always going to be my kryptonite because when I have so much, let's just roll with the story that I've been telling myself, the bullshit story, but let's just roll with when I have so much bitterness going on in my external world, it would only make sense. Of course, I would be craving sweet foods because if I can't get any sweetness in my life, I'm going to find a way to fucking give it to myself. And that would be through extreme amounts of chocolate. So my depression protocol is very simple. Like I make sure I get up and show up for the bare minimum things that need to be done that day. And then even just yesterday, I gave myself permission to finish my day early. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon. Now that might be a regular finish day for some people. I would normally wrap it up around six, seven, maybe 8 p.m. I try not to work that late anymore. But And listen, I felt guilty about stopping at four. I didn't feel good. I felt guilty about stopping at four. But I also told myself that I just needed some brain downtime. Distracting myself wasn't working anymore. I just felt sick with anxiety because usually anxiety and depression just are BFFs. They fucking come along for the ride together. I felt sick with anxiety and I knew the cause of it. So unlike previous, like we spoke about a little earlier, where you can't always attribute the depression to something in particular, I knew exactly what was causing this episode, which is good in that respect, because I now have the power to change that or control that or do the best that I can. Because this does involve another individual, I can't control them. Obviously, I wish. But what I can do is totally decide to be very protective of the thoughts that I choose to think around this scenario and then the way I will conduct myself moving forward. This is the truth from this episode that I really want you to get. Your weight loss in life, whether it happens or not, is way less about what you choose to do as it is about who you commit to being. And what I mean by that is your weight loss is always going to be the result of your most consistent choices. If I choose to identify as a victim who cannot control anything that is going on in my life, then I will feel very powerless in this scenario involving the other individual and I will feel at their mercy and probably knowing my particular personality type because I hate conflict, I will probably bow down and do whatever the fuck they tell me to do just to make the quote-unquote problem go away. But I also know that that comes at the price of me feeling extremely compromised within myself and my self-worth, and that will only long-term make the depression worse. So as I chose to think more empowering thoughts, and I actually spent some time in prayer because, because I needed that, I knew that I needed to feel that I know I can't control this scenario, but I know that one who can. And I just prayed for guidance, understanding, and also acceptance that whatever the outcome is, that I'm going to be okay. Like you have to know, this is the biggest thing that I want you to take out of this. If you're feeling if you're feeling any sort of depression or anxiety and it's fucking with your food choices, you have got to trust that you will be okay. 
that you are not going to gain 45 kilos because the depression will alleviate itself. It will. And if you are struggling, I'm actually going to put some links uh, in the show notes for assistance. And please do reach out. Even if you haven't got anyone in your life, you can reach out to me. I, I will fucking be there for you because I understand and I know what this is like. You cannot allow your emotions to override your thinking brain. Now, when I say that, here is the challenge with depression. It literally shuts down your thinking brain, your self-identity, your ability to conceptualize and understand the full ramifications of the choices that you're making with food. We are just in such an immediate fight or flight mode. Even though it doesn't feel like fight or flight because you feel quite down, that's the mode that we're in. And what actually happens is your reasoning brain goes completely offline and you are running purely by your habit brain, which is why you make dumb ass food choices. That is because the part of your brain that actually is the control center for language, physical movement, understanding, self-identity, all of that has fucking gone offline. It's like when you know you've got, I don't know what it's like with a Windows computer anymore because I can't remember, but with your Mac computer, when things are not working, you get the little spinning wheel. That is all that's happening up in your positive forward thinking conscious brain. You've got the fucking spinning wheel up there. Nobody is home. You are running purely by habit and really on a low-key survival mode. So this is the takeaway that I want you to get from today's episode. A statement that I find really helpful whenever I'm struggling with whether it's depression and anxiety or something as common as just having a shitty day, your food choices are going to be either A, impacted, depending on how online your conscious brain is, or they could be potentially impacted. Like you're having the conflicting thoughts, I really want to eat this, but I think that I shouldn't. The beautiful statement that I love to use is, and oh, this is such a delicious statement, and this is completely in line with my eating code five, which as you know, is act like the person you want to become. When all else fails, honey, you stand by that particular eating code and it will never steer you wrong. This is a statement that I love to use. I am the type of woman who, I am the type of woman who makes these kind of food choices, does this, doesn't do this, says this, doesn't say this. I'm the type of woman who gets her ass out of bed even on my most oppressive days. I'm the type of woman who makes food choices I feel really good about, nourishing my body and my soul and my emotions even on my most oppressive days. I am the type of woman who shows up for herself and gives herself space to feel whatever she's feeling at the time. That is who I fucking am. And that is an identity statement that you get to take full control and ownership of and nobody can fuck with that. So when you have somebody who's jabbing at you or making remarks about your weight, all you have to know is inside I am the type of woman who doesn't take shit from no one. I know who I am. I know what I'm doing. I know where I'm going. You can't stop me. Listen, just watch me succeed, bitches. Watch me. That is an identity statement that wins every time. So with that, my gorgeous ones, please remember kyliepacks.com forward slash free course if you haven't run over there yet. 
Now is the time it is hitting the airwaves any second now. I think it's going to be live next week. Fingers crossed. Let's pray to the emoji gods in the sky. It's going to be so fucking amazing, but you can get on the wait list now and be the first to nab it at kyliepacks.com forward slash free course. And as always, please do remember, the only person who has the power to change your life is you. When you step up and start using affirmative, positive identity statements like I'm the type of woman who, and then you insert your own powerful statement at the end of that sentence, that is truly when you do have what it takes to not only reach your weight loss goals and break up with emotional eating, but to take yourself further than you ever dreamed you could go. That's when you've got what it takes. I'm sending you tremendous amounts of love. I will see you all again next week. Until then, gorgeous ones, bye for now. Thank you so much for tuning in. Remember to shimmy your butt over to kyliepacks.com forward slash free course and sign up for my free weight loss training so you can start losing your weight now. You'll also find helpful notes and resources in my past podcast that will help you lose your weight without the BS diet drama. I'll see you next week.